Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God, and once again, Happy New Year. We welcome yeah. you back. Pray God's blessings upon you for 2024. Uh, praise God for what he has brought us through in 2023. Um, God is faithful. He has not, as I mentioned during prayer time, he hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so God mm -hmm. is still at work. He is still the same God. He's Amen. still um, leading us on into to victory. We continue to trust him because he is a faithful God, covenant-keeping God, and we praise him. As I mentioned, we are studying 1 Peter chapter, well, 1 Peter, and we are in chapter 4 uh, tonight. Um, let, let's start with prayer, and then we will continue from there. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be together as your people. We call upon your name, Lord, because you're worthy to be praised. We exalt you. King of kings and Lord of lords. And we ask that you would speak to our hearts through your spirit, um, that your word would speak to us, and that, Lord, we will take your word and be able to apply it to our life. And we give a glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Again, First Peter chapter 4 and uh, Deacon Brown, I'm going to ask you to read the first, <clears throat> excuse me, First 11 verses. All right. Do you have a preference as to which version? Um, no, whatever. Well, I should say um, English Standard, NIV, one of those. Okay. Look, I have look, NIV. At you, look, look at you, old fancy. <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes you, you change it up. So I was just making sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Verses 1 through 11, chapter 4, NIV. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans do, choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray, so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, 
He said, do, do it with the strength of with the strength God provides. So then in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. 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 So what we'd like to do, I see that there was a chat and we'll get we'll get to that in, in just a moment. And we may raise it uh, during this time. So are there any um, like two or three things that stood out to you as we read through these 11 verses? Well, I, I, the first verse that she read, Pastor, about inasmuch as Christ suffered, that mm -hmm. we ought to we ought to come with that same attitude. Okay. You know, that, that makes me twist a little bit, because you know we we we're not whole a whole hollabaloo about suffering, mm -hmm. but we have to come with the attitude of Christ when it comes to suffering, because He said, "Let us deny ourselves and take up His cross and follow after Him." So there's going to be some suffering because he suffered. Yes, yes. And and prayerfully, that's something that we've picked up on throughout this letter, because that term or the, or the uh, theme of suffering <clears throat> has occurred over and over again and will continue even up to the very last chapter. Anything else? I think uh, at some point in our lives, Pastor, we're all going to suffer, I do believe. But I think while we're going through suffering, if we think about uh, the suffering Jesus went through, it will make it that much easier for us to go through it. Amen. Okay. Keep it top of Anybody mind. else? Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get right into um <clears throat> the verses and I won't I won't jump ahead to verse seven that was in the chat as a question because <clears throat> when we get down to that we can uh, delve into that in particular um therefore since Christ suffered in his body so again the theme of suffering has come up over and over again from the first chapter and it will continue through to the fifth chapter and so what does it um because Christ suffered, what is that help? How does that help us again in living out our Christian faith in this life? Um, how does focusing on or remembering Christ's suffering help us living victoriously or living a godly life that we may uh, demonstrate to the world who we are? Verse one says, since therefore, since Christ suffered his body, to do what? Arm yourselves how? With the same attitude. With same the same, man. same attitude. Same mindset. So what does that mean for us? If we are to have the same <clears throat> mindset of Christ, how, how can that work out in us? How, what is... What does it take to take on that mindset of Christ? Well, we have, I believe hey. we have, have to um, stay prayerful, 
um, prayerful. Okay. Ask, yeah. Asking God to um, give us the strength to face whatever uh, <clears throat> problems or difficulties or that may that we may encounter because he asked us to lay all our burdens on him. He also tells us to have faith that he walks with us through those difficulties. Okay, so you mentioned prayer, faith, okay. In order, to, in order go to go through that, we still, we have to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have to have the Holy Spirit. L listen our to behavior, what the word, go ahead. Our behavior. Elaborate a little bit about by our behavior, which means what? It means the way we conduct ourselves. Okay, okay. Listen to what he says. He says, arm yourself. It's almost like a uh, military mm -hmm. term. That means you have to take up, use this as a weapon, that this is how you fortify yourself because this is a battle. In other words, it's not going to be easy. So arm yourself, be prepared, prepare mm -hmm. yourself by focusing on the Lord. The same attitude. We um, heard a scripture, I think during our prayer time from Philippians 2, uh, 5 through 7, but the whole section 5 through 11, having the mindset of Christ. When you want to find out how somebody thinks, what do you have to do? Spend time with them. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes. Also, also yes. you might want to iterate uh, uh, being obedient because Christ was, okay. even though he suffered and did not want to do or carry this cross, he asked his father to do uh, to to take that away from him, but he was obedient to the end. Yeah. He did everything God asked him to do. So obedience okay. plays a big big role in that as well. Arm yourselves for having the mindset of Christ: obedience, prayer, faith. I'm also reminded of many years ago the slogan, "What would Jesus do?" And mm. it became cliche, but at its very basic level, there's a very deep truth there. And that's what this is reminding me of, asking ourselves, what, what would Jesus do? Amen. Have that same mindset focused on Christ. And it goes on to say the one who has suffered in the body, this was this was a challenging one. The one who has suffered in the body is done with sin. What, <laughs> what is he getting at here? The one who suffers in the body is done with sin. Remember, remember what Christ went through and remember our walk with Christ, that as we suffer, suffer does not bring salvation. So I just want to make sure that we're very clear on that. Yes, However, yes. Christ's suffering on the cross has brought us salvation and because we have that mindset, one way that we can look at this is look back to Romans chapter 6. And what is Romans chapter 6 all about? It's about baptism. So this is also a reminder of just as we have died with Christ and we are no longer living in the flesh. This is a, a reminder that 
you are we are no longer living according to the flesh. Yes, we are living in the flesh. We're still humans, but our whole mindset is that we are we have died with Christ in that baptism, being buried with him in baptism. And what happened? We didn't stay down there. We got up and being yeah. risen to new life in him. Or as uh, Galatians chapter uh, 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Does anybody know the rest? Mm. Nevertheless, mm. I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. And so there's that element of dying to self so that sin does not reign over us. But as was mentioned, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not our own uh, self-discipline, our own self-mindset. It is taking on the mind of Christ, Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So one, in light of Christ's sufferings, one, remember that we are no longer living for ourselves. We are dead to sin and we are alive to him in righteousness. Verse two, as a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for human desires, but for the will of God. For the will of God. That's our desire for 2024. Lord, I want to live my the rest of my earthly life to do the will of God. Isn't that what Jesus said? I always do those things that please the Father. Doing the will of God. And we've covered some of those thoughts already in terms of how do we know that as prayer, as faith, as obedience, as through the Holy Spirit but we have to have the mindset to even think that way. Mm. Our thinking is, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to live my life with that mindset of Christ Jesus. So that's verses one through two. Anything else that we've seen in verses one and two? One of the things that I'm, I'm reminded of, and I would not dare speak for her, but Deacon Lily is often uh, refer she often refers to Ephesians 6, 11, 13. Put on the whole armor. When it said arm, armor, said, of God. put on the whole armor of God. And if we do that, then we can better uh, deal with these things of the world that are always around us Great. and uh, pray to God that we can withstand. And, and living out our faith is, is active. It's active participating in what God has. It says, put on the whole armor of God. I've been crucified. That's the passive sense in terms of I submit myself, but we've been raised to new life, but we take on Christ Jesus. Sorry. We take on Christ Jesus for our life. Um, walking out our faith. Let's look over to verses three through five. Verses three through five, it says, you have spent time in the past doing what pagans choose to do. And there is a list. Um, and we have seen these lists or elements of that, especially when we were in Romans 
chapter one, the old life. And we won't uh, spend a whole long time going through each of those. But at verse four, um, that's the old way of living, that sinful living. And it says in verse four, they are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. That was part of that suffering. Remember that mm -hmm. they were they were being tested, um, you know, of, of who they were and what they believe. So here it is, verse four. They are surprised that you, you do not join them. So the question is, what do you say to the ones who say, "Well, why why can't you join in with us?" Are you better than me? What's wrong with this? To no longer live for the world. What's that? I said we no longer live uh, for the world. We live in for Christ, and that requires a a new attitude, a new renewed mind, and new behavior. We no longer have a desire to do those things that may uh, be considered uh, things of the flesh, or for lack of a better word, um, things of approach. Reproach. Yeah. Okay. We're no longer living according to the flesh, but according to the spirit of God within us, if we're truly born again. And Romans 8, 13 say, says, for if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, mm -hmm. you will live. So that yeah. is our uh, every day uh, responsibility to be putting to death the old man, the the, the old members, um, the, the old flesh that is there, so that the Spirit of God within us uh, can cause us by His power to live lives of holiness and righteousness, and no longer that life of debauchery that it talks about. Amen. I, all of that. All of <laughs> all of the above. I, I just I just knew someone was going to throw out 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. New creature or new creation. I'm not the same because of what Christ has done. I choose to live holy. Amen. I choose to live a different life. I choose, going back to the first couple of verses, mm -hmm. live according to the will of God, which is to commit my life to Jesus Christ. That's the testimony. Always be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Ready the scripture. Verse five. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. So we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to worry about those who may judge or may not understand. 
because they're in God's hand. We don't we don't have to do the condemnation, mm -hmm. but they will be judged for their actions. And we thank God that He's delivered us from out of that type of life to live a new life in Christ Jesus. And we are witnesses of His glory. We are witnesses of of what it means to live for God, doing the will of God. Verse six, listen carefully. For this reason, the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Wow, this is a challenging verse all by itself. Um, there are several different ways to look at this and have been interpreted, and we won't go into to all of them. Um, you know, I want to just focus on um, the latter part. For this reason, the gospel was preached. Reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead. And I'll, I'll stop. Actually, I'll stop there. Now, who is this now dead? Many believe that this is those who um, may have been martyrs or those who had come to know the Lord but are now dead and so that they may be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. That, that gives that element of hope. So is this the those believers who stood firm in the faith that in spite of what the world may judge, but there is hope beyond the grave, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. That's one way of looking at it. It also may be talking about a spiritual aspect of this, that the that the, the world may judge in one way, but now in Christ, there is a new way of living according to the spirit. But the bottom line is if the ending of verse six, of verse six, but live according to God in regard to the spirit which was kind of echoed what we read <clears throat> or heard in Romans 8, 13, that we have we are living according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Anything else in verse six? Okay, verses seven through 11. This... Um, this section, it encompasses, it kind of does a little bit of a shift. It moves away from uh, the element of, of suffering, what they're presently going through, and shifts their mindset to thinking about what lays ahead. Lays ahead, but also what they are to do in the meantime. So verse seven, the end of all things is near. There was an, a sense of what we would call the imminent return of Christ. And as we very well know, no one knows the day nor the hour, but there was a sense of, you know, with all that's going on, especially what they were going through, the suffering, their whole mindset, uh, the end of all things is near. Therefore, since we know that, what does he say? Be what does the end of verse seven say? Be self-controlled. Be what? Serious and watchful. Okay. 
Be serious and watchful. What else? Be alert. Mm -hmm. Remember that military term we talked about earlier? Arm yourselves. Same kind of mindset. Be alert. Be watchful. And of sober mind. Meaning what? Focused. Great focus. Mm -hmm. Of so sober mind so that you may pray. Mm -hmm. Be dis disciplined. What did you say? Discipline? Disciplined. Therefore, be alert. Be on guard. We'll get to another passage um, when we get later on in chapter five, but I'll just say be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary. Mm -hmm. So there's a fight going. Be sober, be watchful. Watchful, what <laughs> one would say is kind of this sense of personal, that personal growth, watchful over yourself. But there's also an element of watchful for the people of God. So watch what's going on. Have a mindset of being aware of the things that may be coming in and around us. Be alert. So when we listen to the news and things that are going on, be alert. Listen to the news with a biblical point of view, a biblical mindset. Therefore, be alert. The places that we go, be alert. What's going on around us? Um, you may have heard the expression, keep your head on a swivel. Uh, always be aware of your environment spiritually, but you know, watching out for, and we'll, this will take place later in chapter five, but also for the people of God as well, with the idea that we'll know what to pray for. Mm -hmm. We won't have distractions so that you may, what? Pray. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. Because in addition to being uh, alert, you have to be ready also. You have to be ready. Be ready. Yes. Be alert. It was mentioned already, put on the whole armor of God. Above all, you like that one. Above all, love each other deeply. Love. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember, these were saints that were going through mm -hmm. suffering being challenged by the world and the system around them. We need one another. Love each other deeply. deeply. Be so concerned about each other's well-being that we can say we are loving, caring, giving, praying church. Love each other deeply. Because love covers a multitude. A multitude of sins. So what does that mean, even? Love covers a multitude of sins. 
while we're discussing uh, verse eight, the question in the chat from Deacon Jenkins was related to verse eight. Okay. So verse eight, let me read the question from the chat. Uh, do you have that up? Yes. Can you Before, read that? Yes. Before we get started, uh, Pastor, I would like to know your thoughts about verse eight. Do you think it would be used as justification for the lifestyle of the LGBTQ community? That's a good question. Very challenging question. Um, how, let, let me answer it this way. Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And I would say, yes, it could be used to... I'm not sure exactly the words was, was either justify, endorse, or so there's various ways that you can look at that particular scripture. But what is it talking about? One, first of all, is talking to the who? The people of God, first Amen. and foremost. So Amen. context is that's first what we have to start started talking about. One is above all, love each other deeply. Yes. Because love covers a multitude of sins. So first of all, he's talking about the household of faith. Then that branches. So what does that mean um, for those that, well, for some that may consider that um, they are believers, but they're also part of the LGBTQT plus community? How do we love each other deeply in the midst of all that? So there's that's a, so the, the first part of the question is that could it be used to justify? I think that was the word. Yes, the word was could it be used to justify the lifestyle? Yeah. And so this has nothing to do with justifying the lifestyle. Amen. This talks about loving each other deeply. So that would be a whole nother discussion in terms of how do you love uh, how do you love others deeply, those in the body of Christ, and covers a multitude of sins, covers a multitude of these those things that are not, not cover in terms of brush it under the rug, but gives us the power to be able to minister, care for, and address whatever the things are that we need to, to be faced with. So it, it will be difficult just to use this to justify, yet, <laughs> to be honest with you, people can use anything to justify anything they want. So that's, that's why it's kind of a hard question to answer. Um, so I will just kind of go back to where it's really talking about to the people of God, that whole LGBTQT plus issue is not necessarily intrinsic to this, but yet it challenges us. How do we love in the midst of all that? And how do we show the love of Christ yet at the same time, go back to where we know going back to verse, the verses above where it talks about the evil human desires. And so, we have to balance that of what, what does God say about that particular 
not only lifestyle, but beliefs, belief system, um, all of that that's engaged in that. So it's a much deeper issue than just to justify. It's still primarily dealing with loving one another, but mm. at the same time, um, we don't we don't embrace things that are not of God. Um, can I say one thing, Pastor? Go ahead. Um, you know, the Bible tells us to love each other, even to love our enemies. But, I mean, the, the word justification, I just can't grasp that. Because, see, in judgment, God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Anything that's not of Christ, he stands in judgment, and we should not. Yeah, and that's, that's what And you can... You can love the person, but not necessarily love their actions. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so, in that perspective, that and that's where it says that where love comes into play. But there's also that part of how do how are we to be discerning on what is it? What are what is the life that God is pleased with? What is does He approve of? And how do we? In the midst of that, still love, still love, yet not condone. Mm. Pastor. Yeah. Pastor. I'm sorry. Pastor. Go ahead. I know when I'm witnessing and talking, we are, we are to love, like Bush just said, we are to love even our enemies, but we don't have to, we can love the sinner without loving the sin. Yes. And, and, and see, we got, we, we live by the word of God. What God say, if, if, if the word of God say that it's a sin, then it's a sin. And you can't justify sin in God's sight, you can't. It's no justification for sin. Yeah. So yeah. we live. We live by the word of God. Amen. It doesn't matter who does it. And uh, the, years ago, they used to say, "Pope, preacher, preacher, prostitute, pimp, or whoever. If you sin, you sin. A sin is a sin. So there's no justification." for any sin, but we still have to love people. We have to love people because Jesus loved, God loved the entire world, yeah. even the world in sin, that he gave his only begotten son. So we have to love them, but we can't justify what they do when they are sinning against the word of God. Yeah, I, and we can take it to a broader um, so we focused in on the one LGBTQT, but there may be other issues where people can say, you know, I'm living this kind of life and you have to love me. Therefore, um, you, know, you, can, you know, it can be justified. It still has to get back to what is what does God word? What does God's word have to say and how does he speak to life? So. So I'm, I'm glad that someone said you still have to love the, the person. We are all created in the image of God. And the image of God created 
he, them. So we're all, we have this, we all created in that standpoint. There's also the, the part that he has created us as believers. Now that we're new creation, how do we live out this life to be a witness? First, to love one another, but also how does that impact how we live out our life in the world? And so that's part of going back to uh, verse seven, actually seven and eight together. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. So we have to be alert to those things and sober, sobriety so that we can know how to pray, how to discern, how to function living out our life. Uh, first, loving one another, covering the multitude of sins and faults, being merciful, walking in humility. Uh, James talks about, you know, and also Corinthians talks about, take heed lest you fall. So there's all those things that love will help us to do as we um, minister to one another. So I know it doesn't answer that question in particular uh, because one, again, any you, we can use not just for this issue, people use various scriptures to justify a whole lot of things, but then go back to verse seven, put up, well, we reference, put on the whole armor of God, but also be alert and of sound mind and very discerning <clears throat> so we'll know how to live out <clears throat> our life and <clears throat> excuse me and be able to minister to one another. I would just like to to comment, Pastor, on uh, a piece of this, and it is my understanding and what I've been taught, and I believe is true. All Scripture is understood in context, and to single out one verse to use for justification of anything is taking it out of context and that's dangerous. So yeah. I, I think that, you know, since the question was, could that community use it as an excuse? I can't see how that would happen. Now, if somebody could try, <laughs> I could pick out something and try, you know, to, to justify my own behavior. But if we are to be like Christ, Christ, hung out with a lot of shady people for a reason and for a purpose. And if we walk like him, not that we are him, then we're going to be surrounded by different types of people, but we have to be able to walk by faith and pray for them while we're praying for ourselves. And, um, Go ahead. If, I'm sorry. If, if, look, if you love, you love. That's the whole that's the whole object of being a Christian. Loving everybody regardless as who they are, where they come from, what they do, where they go, who they is, or who they ain't. Still, you still have to have that love of Christ in your heart. Just think now. Are you going to condemn these people just at this particular community for their lifestyle, but yet it's still you have other people that are doing things like adultery, murder. What, you going to love them and hate them? 
what I mean, why is Christ in any of that? Yeah, uh, and that's where it, it, it that's why I said it started off as a good question. And, and I, I thank you for Deacon Brown that you could use again, you could use anything to try to justify, but again, the context of this particular passage is dealing with believers who are going through what they need to do to support one another. And verse eight, love each other deeply. Verse, I'm gonna go right into verse nine, because that kind of goes next. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. So all this is building up. And how do how do we build up the faith community? Loving one another, offering hospitality, yeah. um, being generous to one another. Each verses 10 through 10 and 11, each of you should you know, use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. And again, so that points back to this context is talking about ministry within the body of Christ. What can we do to build one another up in the midst of these, what we started off in chapter one, exiles, those who are suffering, those who are being challenged in their community, so now you have community. This is what you need to do to strengthen one another, praying for one another, loving one another, offering yeah. hospitality to one another. Encouraging. I like what it said, offering hospitality to one another mm -hmm. without grumbling. Um, mm -hmm. Having that be a, a desire, um, not complaining about it, but being able to go the extra mile having that kingdom of God mindset that, you know, we want to be able to go, not do just enough, but to go do the extra, whatever we're called to do. Verse 10, within the context of the body of Christ to build, use the gifts mm -hmm. that we receive to serve others, being mm -hmm. faithful in what God has given you to, to help build up the body. And verse 11, just highlights some of those. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yes. Matthew. So to the, to the church, to the body of Christ, going back to the very first part, Mm -hmm. Where's the focus? The focus is on Christ who mm -hmm. suffered and having that mindset and mm -hmm. let that guide us um, and arm yourselves with that same kind of, not same kind of, with that same attitude. Um, because once when we say that we have suffered, we have been crucified with Christ. We died to sin. We are alive to God through the spirit of God, walking in righteousness. We can turn away from those that uh, are wondering why we don't participate with them. Um, we don't have to worry about that. We can still be a light and a witness and God will take care of that uh, part. And then finally, have a focus. The end of all things is near. The time is now. The time is now to be about the work of the kingdom of God. 
Man. The end of all things is near. So you all, we as the people of God, have the right mindset. Be alert so that we can pray. Be watchful. Don't get distracted or got caught up in the things of the world. Mm -hmm. Be watchful so Man. that you can pray. Love one another. Offer hospitality. Use the gifts God has given you to serve others. That in the end, what is verse? Verse that latter part of verse 11 say, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To, to who? To him. Be the glory. Be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. 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 This is what it's going to take to live through and in this world. And we need one another yes. uh, to be able to support one another for the glory of God. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. We're going to stop there. We're going to end there at verse 11. Uh, next week, we'll continue verses 12 through 19 and parts of chapter 5, but certainly 12 through, yes, 12 through 19 on next week, Lord willing. I, I pray, now we, near the end, we had some very deep discussions and I ask that you will just take what, uh, what was the verse? Verse 8. Not even even before verse eight. There we go. Verse seven. Therefore, be alert and mm -hmm. sober mind mm -hmm. and of sober mind so that you may pray. So I continue to ask the Lord to continue to filter these things through the word of God. One of the things I wanted to say earlier, but and I think was mentioned is that, you know, we do have to be careful because anyone can take any scripture out of context and use it to justify our mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. behaviors. But mm -hmm. we are we are told from the word of God that it's line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen. Here a little, there a little. It the word of God is it's the whole thing. God's word is rich and it's profitable for instruction in righteousness so that the people of God, the person of God can be thoroughly equipped, put on the whole armor of God. So continue to study God's word um, and don't get distracted, but just pray and ask the Lord for a discerning um, heart as we continue to wrestle with and allow the spirit of God to speak to us um, in the challenges of life. Amen. 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 Well, again, Amen. happy new happy new year. So glad that you joined us on this evening um, of Bible study. And we're going to share a time of prayer together.